Welcome to BLHQ. I'm Stella Chu. And I'm Jenny Belly. We're two big Dame fans, and this is season two of our weekly podcast where we talk about Scum Villain's self-saving system written by MXTX. We'll be deep diving into each chapter, discussing the story and our overall impressions. Beware, there's a lot of fangirling ahead. And if you enjoy our podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you can get unedited recordings and bonus episodes. Or you can follow us for free on Twitter at BLHQ Podcast. In a recap of last week's episode, Shen Qingqiu and Luo Binghe reunite. Since Luo Binghe is not welcome on Sanchong Mountain, Shen Qingqiu says that they can leave and go to where Luo Binghe is welcomed. He promises to never leave Luo Binghe again. And then we begin the bonus chapters, where Luo Binghe and Shen Qingqiu return to the demon realm together. After being separated for days, Shen Qingqiu finds an injured Luo Binghe and takes him to Qingjing Peak to heal. But this Luo Binghe turns out to be a fake who has taken advantage of Shen Qingqiu's love. The real Lo Binghe arrives just in time. Shen Qingqiu realizes that the Lo Binghe is fake because he doesn't have the scars that Shen Qingqiu gave him. Yeah, the scars are the one that's on his chest from when he pushed him into the Endless Abyss and a scar on his hand. Yes, he has the two. So now we're on to chapter 22. I mean, it's a follow-up from last week. It's a very long story where it's Bing Mei versus Binga, mm-hmm. the sh- ultimate showdown. Shen Cho grabs Lo Binghe's wrist and sees that the scar on his hand is still there and feels his heart stir. He asks, what happened exactly? Where have you been these last two days? Why is he here? Lo Binghe replies that a few days ago, he went into seclusion in the inner hall when suddenly Shinmo started glowing. Then the other Lo Binghe randomly appeared and when they fought, the real Lo Binghe was pushed into a spatial rift. By the time Lo Binghe returned to the palace, Shen Qingqiu and the fake Lo Binghe were gone. So he went to Songchang Mountain. Shen Qingqiu is shocked. Shinmo can not only make portals, but it can also make portals to parallel universes. The other Lo Binghe is angry at being ignored and being forced to watch the other two be all lovey-dovey with each other. He stomps down and destroys the ground with a burst of energy. Lo Binghe shields Shen Qingqiu behind him and, and demands to know what the fake Lo Binghe was doing before he arrived. The other Lo Binghe says, just playing around. Shen Qingqiu is shocked. He was playing around with him? A man? Is the Lo Binghe from the original novel okay with messing around with both men and women? He's just shocked every single time he finds a gay character. Yeah, for real. It's like, well, listen, you are a delicious snack and I don't think you realize that. <laughs> Suddenly, Binga says with disdain, who made you so useless? To think you have not a single woman. Lo Binghe's <laughs> eyes turn red and he says sharply, You dare to humiliate Zen like this? Binga's eyes also turn red and he sneers. How was I humiliating him? Look at that worthless appearance of yours. To think you'd be so unsightly when you're also Lo Binghe. You even spend all day messing around with Shen Qingcho, that depraved degenerate. Lo Binghe loses his patience and explodes. Actually, I'm going to call him Lo Bing Mei because it's getting a little confusing. Okay. Bing Mei loses his patience and explodes, filling the entire bamboo house with thick demonic chi. Unfortunately, this poor bamboo house can't take any more of this fighting and a piece of the roof caves in. Lo Bing Mei looks at the hole in the ceiling with a dark expression. Shen Jingzhou also looks up in dismay and thinks, Oh, motherfucker, how are we supposed to explain when Anding Peak comes to make repairs? 
Lo Bing Mei is afraid that the house will collapse and he jumps outside shouting, Come out here! Bing Ge humps. Perfect. I wasn't about to let loose inside that little rundown house. The two figures disappear from view and Shen Qingqiu wonders if he should call Bai Zhan Peak for assistance. He should absolutely call. Yeah. There's two Bing Bing Goods. What are they going to do? Yeah. At that moment, Shen Qingqiu's disciples rush over, having heard the noises outside. Shen Qingqiu quickly orders them to run 30 laps around the peak to distract them from poking their noses in. Better to shoo them away with a meaningless task than to explain what's going on. The disciples immediately get into a single file line and begin running around the peak. Such loyal and dedicated students. Not even questioning their Sitzen. When they disappear, Sen Qingqiu sighs in relief and goes into the bamboo forest to look for Bing Mei. Those poor disciples. They're just like, hey, what's going on? He's like, go run around the, the mountain 30 yeah. times. When Shen Qingqiu reaches them, the forest is already nearly destroyed. There are huge ditches gouged into the ground. Bamboo are toppled over. Birds fly away afraid. If this goes on, the once peaceful and tranquil Qingjing Peak is going to be ruined. Shen Qingqiu sends his sword Xuya into the brawl aimed at the fake Lo Binghe. But the fake Lo Binghe easily dodges and says, We're clearly the same person, so why does Shizen help him but hurt me? Shen Qingqiu thinks, like, fuck, you're the same person. His Lobinghe is an eccentric young maiden, a.k.a. Bing Mei, the protagonist of a Don Mei novel. Not at all like the fake Lobinghe, a.k.a. Bing Ge, who is the protagonist of a stallion novel and oozes badassery from every pore. Sen Ching Cho and Bing Mei attack Bing Ge together. The fake Lobinghe avoids their attacks and narrows his eyes in anger. Suddenly, he says, with technique that bad, what's so good about him anyway? Zen, you already experienced my prowess. Since we're the same person, why not come with me? I'll definitely give you more pleasure than he could. Oh my god! Yeah, he's just taunting him. Oh, oh my, my god! But like god. taunting him in like a hey, why don't you just come with me? I'll be your husband, oh, bro. Yeah, bro. you don't need that guy. He's pathetic and useless. He doesn't even have any wives. I'm so experienced. <laughs> oh, he's so jealous. It's amazing. I know. Senchincho snaps. Shut up. Bing He mutters, already experienced? What does he mean already experienced? What does he mean by more pleasure than he could? Sen Jin Cho says, concentrate on the fight. <laughs> then Bing Ge says, or perhaps Shizen actually likes it when it hurts. Even if that's the case, this disciple guarantees that he could satisfy you. Oh my God, <laughs> what a line. What a line. <laughs> oh my God. Lo Bing Mei's face grows dark and he puts his hand on Shin Mo, but Shen Qingqiu stops him from drawing the blade. His Lo Bing He has little control over the sword and his mind could be overpowered if he uses it. Lo Bing Mei grits his teeth and removes his hand, sticking with close quarters combat instead. But the other Lo Bing Ge is equally matched in technique and skill level, and as a result, they end up breaking both of each other's arms and legs. So goofy looking. That's what I'm yeah. imagining. It's just like they're hitting and the, the same thing breaks. Yeah. So like dumb. literally, like in the in the novel, like they're one of their arms and one of their legs each are broken. Just so like they each they each like half a person. Sinching <laughs> Cho can't watch anymore and he shouts, Enough. If they keep going, they'll kill each other at the same time. Binga turns to him and says, Sten, do you blame me for making things too painful last time? Bing Mei's <gasps> eyes go wide. Sten, you've met him before? Well, technically, Sen Qingqiu was punished by the original Lo Binghe when he lost his B points and his arms and legs were torn off. 
does that really count yeah. as meeting? Kind of traumatic. <laughs> Seriously. Bingo says suggestively, it was my fault last time. This disciple admits his wrongdoings. But just now, didn't Sidzen find my touch more pleasurable? Uh. We're both your disciples. So how can you bear to treat me like this? Oh, he's so sultry. Oh my god, he's yeah. so seductive. Yo, for real. Even oh when god. they were like, when he was like holding him in his lap and like making out with him, he was like, the tension show was like, how is he like so experienced? Like, how does he know how to push all my buttons? Oh my god. Oh my god. Yo, for real. Wow. It's obvious that he's saying all these things distract Bing Mei from fighting. Shen Cho snaps back. It wasn't pleasurable in the slightest. But as soon as he says that, he suddenly feels a powerful heat in his belly. It's the heavenly demon blood. The fake Lo Bing He is able to manipulate the blood mites in his body. Pain spreads from his stomach to his entire body, and Shen Cho is unable to keep fighting. Bing Mei uses his powers to suppress the blood, and while he's distracted, the fake Lo Binghe snatches Shin Mo away. Ah, uh, what an unfortunate use of the blood parasites. He mm-hmm. should have used it for other things. Other, other things. kinds of things. It could evil. be used for so many, there's so many uses for the blood. You just, yeah, you could have used it to make him horny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been hilarious. Like, both Lo Binghe's are able to control the same blood in Shen Shin Cho's body because they're both technically his blood so yeah. it's all they're just it's just all fighting each other in his body Yo, like <laughs> I, if if luo bing wanted an advantage in this fight right now all he uh-huh. would have to do is use the blood mites to like tingle Zen like all the way uh... like from his head to his toes and then what would bing may do bing may would be like wait stop that hold on uh well it's not hurting him so <laughs> like i'm just imagining <laughs> My brain. He's okay, like, okay. no one else is allowed to give him pleasure but me. <laughs> He'd be so, so jealous. Doesn't know how to fucking. Yeah, he doesn't. Bing-may. He doesn't know what's going on. Binga smiles at them with bloodthirst excitement. He's about to draw the sword when Senching Cho says coldly, "Don't celebrate too early. Look above you." He makes a hand seal and snaps his fingers, causing hundreds of bamboo leaves to fall from the sky. Each is razor sharp, drawing blood. The fake lobing hood tries to dodge, but there's so many leaves in the forest he can't avoid them all. Bing Mei manages to strike the fake Lo Bing He in the chest. Bingo stumbles back in disbelief. Since he's come of age, he's never allowed anyone to push him, refusing to be abused and beaten ever again. Like we have to think about this from the fake Lo Bing He's perspective, because ever literally ever since he uh, got pushed into the abyss, he came back like super badass, and no one has ever been able to hit him. Like he was like. OP, super overpowered so this is the first time he's gotten hit mm-hmm. ever since he like came back from the endless abyss but now Binga has been pushed by someone wearing his own face standing next to the face of his tormentor the face that reminds him of the hot tea spilled on his head the cold woodshed the relentless beatings the verbal abuse all the humiliations he suffered he watches Senching Cho fret over Lo Binga's hand and says why did you fight him head on and you kept fighting even though you knew your arm was broken. Don't be so reckless next time. Instead of scolding, he sounds heartbroken and upset on Bing Mei's behalf. This is so unfair. Binga glares at the two of them standing together. He is also Lo Bing He. So how come he didn't get to meet this version of Shen Qing Cho? How come he had to meet a Shen Qing Cho that was rotten, vindictive, petty, and jealous to the core? Why? It's so sad. 
It's so sad. His life was suffering. He never Dude. met someone who like healed him all the way. E- even though he has like billions of wives, like none of them healed him. No one cared about him in this way. They depended on him. Like they were like, take care of me, take care of me. But like none of them take yeah. care of like, him. Damsels. Yeah. Yeah. And so oh, to no. see to see this like Senchin Cho, tr- who he was supposed to be like a father figure to him, like treat mm-hmm. the same person as him so sweet so nice so caring like he doesn't realize that being powerful doesn't make him more attractive it's being vulnerable that makes him attractive yeah and like also shenching cho in this story is really is pretty badass like he has like he's pretty strong and like all the wives that lobing has are like kind of useless and weak so it's just like he's able to take care of him he's able to like protect him and shield him and like you know, baby him because he's so strong. And like Lo yeah. had never had anyone to like take care of him like that. Oh, poor Bean. He had to be the strong one. He had to be the tough guy. Oh, uh, it's just toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. It's a metaphor. <laughs> How come that Lo gets the nice clothes, the tidy side room, the gentle whispers, the boundless doting? At first he wanted to humiliate them because their disgusting relationship made him angry. And now, suddenly Binga turns to Senjin Cho and says, Come with me. Lo Bingmei hears this and goes into a rage. What did you say? Senjin Cho pushes down on Bingmei to calm him down. He's thinking about how to deal with this. When Binga suddenly unsheaths Shinmo and slashes down, opening a portal, immediately he jumps through. The portal closes up behind him, and just like that, he's gone. Because he couldn't handle it. <laughs> he couldn't handle. Yeah. Oh my God. He can't handle rejection. He just didn't. He, he put himself out there in a moment of desperation, sort of. Like, it doesn't even feel like he calculated yeah. it. He just kind of desperately. No, no. It, yeah. It's the way the book describes it is just like he suddenly just says, Shen Ching Cho, come with me without even thinking about it. His like mouth moved before his head. And now he's like, like, he, even he's like, why did I say that? Yeah. I don't, he doesn't understand his feelings and he just fucking runs away. Poor Binka. I feel so bad for him. I know. Uh, you guys got to read all the tragic. fanfics in which Binga oh my God. takes Senji so or takes Yeah, Shen-Yen. it like takes him into his universe and like <sighs> he's like the main character. Oh, oh my God. God, so it's so good. Okay. Yeah, my, my off topic today is going to be somewhat similar. You're going to see. You guys are going to fucking cry. It's gonna okay. Be so good. Okay. Shenxin Cho is shocked. He's gone so quickly? What just happened? Shenxin Cho tells Lo Binghe to destroy Shinmo immediately. It's too dangerous to keep around. Lo Binghe nods and Shenxin Cho supports him as they walk out of the forest. But a few steps in, Lo Binghe says mournfully, Shizen, is my technique really that awful? Yes. <laughs> well, to be completely honest, it is really awful. Kissing, touching, rolling around, he really has no technique. And when it comes to the pa-pa-pa, well, Chen Cho has no other point of reference, but judging from how awful the other stuff is, that's pretty awful too. But obviously, Chen Cho can't just say any of that, so he replies, Not really. Loving his face goes gloomy. Dude, it, this the original sex that they had at the end of the book was so 
bad. They so went and dry. He like bit him all over. He wasn't even conscious. Gnawing like, on him. <laughs> oh my God. It was so bad, you guys. And what's funny is that you'd think that in some of these fantasy books, they would actually end up having like really great like fantasy sex. But <laughs> Scum Villain is like the epitome of terrible sex. No, it's just tragic. And it's also like meant to be part of like the comedic relief because it's like Bingha is so obsessed with him, wants to like have sex with him all the time, is like just clamoring and sticky disciple. But like he has no idea what he's doing, even though like originally he's supposed <laughs> to be like god of sex. This being this being has like no so idea funny. what to do. He's just super virgin. And so that's like the that's that's where like the yeah. iron ironic comedy comes in. Senchincho tries to reassure him. After all, you don't have much experience. Binga has been with hundreds of women. Bing Mei has only been with him. Seeing how depressed Bing Mei looks, Senchincho tries to cheer him up. This master will treat your arm and leg first. And once they're healed, we can do some exploring. H- how about that? <laughs> Bing Mei looks up. Really? Senchincho calmly pats his head. Treatment first. Bing Mei nods, and then with two cracks, he slots his arm and leg back into place. And healed. So then let's let's go do some exploring. Just fix himself immediately. Like, all right, you want me to heal? I'm healed. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go have sex now, please. Oh yeah, basically. Woo! All right. So uh, the next few paragraphs is going to be about sex. Just yeah. Content trigger warning. warning. But it's not going to be bad sex. It's going to be like mediocre sex. It's mediocre sex. And like, I think this is the only. Actually, no. In Morazushi, they also have some explicit stuff. It's literally only Heaven's Official doesn't doesn't have any explicit stuff. But yeah. yeah, yeah when we yeah. get to the Morazushi extra chapters, I'm like so excited. <laughs> they're, so, they're so explicit. They're so spicy. Oh my I god. Know. It's the best. But back at the bamboo house, the roof still has a large hole and Shenshincho can see the sky through it while laying on his back. Lobingha lies on top of him, licking and kissing his throat. But Shenshincho is too distracted by the hole and he says, how about we change locations? Lobingha says, no, no changing. Let's do it here in the bamboo house. The bamboo house is very special to him. So Shenjing Cho concedes and removes his robes. Lobingha also undresses his outer and inner robes. Shenjing Cho feels a bit embarrassed and cold from the wind blowing in through the roof, but Lobingha doesn't seem embarrassed at all. He kneels between Shenjing Cho's legs. The last time they did it on Maigu Ridge, Lobingha doesn't remember much of what happened because he was in a daze. He only remembers the disastrous aftermath and is desperate to put on a good performance now. But he has no idea how to go about it. <laughs> Senchicho sees his hesitation and sighs in pity. Taking the initiative, he reaches down to undo Lobingha's pants. But when he sees that enormous heavenly pillar, <laughs> all thoughts of pity fly out of his head. The sheer size, Sinchin Cho says, absolutely not. <laughs> Lobingha whines, Sudan, you promised. How did that thing even fit inside him last time? How was he alive? Oh my god. I, when I when I read this, my yeah. imagination was just like it plops out and like almost hits it's, him in the face uh, heavy yeah have you guys seen the the twitter meme where it's like it shows like the different lengths according to the a person's stomach like there's like a oh, ruler my god <laughs> and loving his like hits like way above the belly button <laughs> poor, like that's impossible Senchincho. sweet poor butthole yeah. of senchincho <laughs> senchincho offers to use his hands first Maybe it'll deflate a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not how that works. 
<laughs> oh my god, I can't read this with a straight face. Oh my god. <laughs> He's never done this before, so he grabs at it too tightly. Lobiho yelps in pain, and Shenshincho quickly loosens his hand, slowly beginning to move. But the more he moves, the more alarmed he becomes. This thing doesn't look like it belongs to a human. And even after moving for a long time, only a tiny trickle of white fluid releases, with no intention of further release. It won't go down. It won't surrender. If anything, it's gotten bigger. Chen Chen Cho begins to panic. This is hilarious. Like, <laughs> That's the most such a good line. Sex. It won't go down. It won't surrender. <laughs> panic. <laughs> so ridiculous. What, what do I do with this thing? <laughs> ah, it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> it's too big. <laughs> Noticing Senchincho's facial expression, Lobingha suggests that Senchincho do it instead. He's afraid of hurting Suden again, so isn't it better if Suden did it to him? Did it to him <laughs> as in put it in Lobingha? Yeah, yeah. He was like, why don't we just switch who puts yeah. it in? I yeah. agree. I really think that that should have been the whole thing at the beginning. Like, uh, Bing- yeah. Bingha is definitely the bottom of their relationship. Yeah. Well, yep, yep. He's about to lie down when Senchincho quickly says, no, it would be best if you do it. Look, Senchincho has no experience with either, okay? What if he made a mistake and made Lobingha bleed everywhere? How could he sleep that night? <laughs> That's not going to happen, dude. <laughs> Maybe in the future he can try, but for now, he doesn't want to take charge. Senchincho pats Lobingha's head in encouragement and then turns over, lying face down on the pillow, practically presenting his backside to Lobingha. Dude, no matter how whiny and bratty Lobingha is, there's like Shenchincho is forever a bottom. Like there's like the the way he is and how Cinderella he is, he just like has no initiative. He just can never initiate or it's start a things. Pillow princess. Yeah, he's definitely a pillow. He just wants to lay down. Like he's literally turning around and laying down, so he doesn't have to like do anything. He's just presenting Yo, himself. Oh my god! I feel like they're both equally bad in bed. <laughs> yeah. Immediately, Lobingha flips him around so that he's facing up. He says, Shizen, I want to do it from the front. Shenshincho glares, don't be greedy. And he tries to turn around again. But Lobingha flips him and he says, Shizen, do you really hate looking at my face that much? He looks like he's on the verge of tears. Shenshincho has zero doubt in his mind that if he refuses again, Lobingha will really start crying. He feels his resolve weakening and he says, that's not it. But Lobingha whines and says, Then why does Shizen insist on having his back to me every time? Shenqingqiu says, All right, all right. From the front is fine. Cease this weeping. Aren't you ashamed? There's this meme where it's like that, that yeah. line, Shizen, why do you insist on turning your back to me? And the comment is, you until you realize that it's not about their relationship, it's about having sex. It's literally about <laughs> having sex. He's like, I want to look at you when we're fucking. I don't want to see your back, oh the back God. of your head. Immediately, the tears disappear and Lobingha shamelessly presses in closer. Senjicho <laughs> is forced to bend his legs, exposing everything below. Lobingha's hands shake as he caresses his legs and then reaches down to press a finger inside. The finger is already slathered in oil and goes in easily. Senjicho shudders. Where did he get that oil from? <laughs> Lobingha presses in a third finger, completely focused on his task. Wait, where did the third finger come from? Yeah, we just skipped ahead. We're skipping ahead. <laughs> Senchincho gasps and says, slow down. After following Senchincho's instructions and trying this and that, Senchincho finally finds it more bearable. But why does he have to teach another person how to fuck him? Must he be a teacher even now? 
literally. He's just like, like, okay, now go over here a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah. now just a little. <laughs> that's how you're supposed to do it. It's called communication. That's true. Tell. That's true. Good communication. Lobinga carefully studies his expression, capturing every minute change. Chenchengqiu feels embarrassed at his gaze and turns his head to look away. When suddenly he notices the scar on Lobinga's chest. It was from when he pushed him into the endless abyss. He never intended to hurt Lobingha, and he unconsciously reaches out to touch the scar. At the same time, Lobingha finishes his preparations and removes his fingers, replacing it with his heavenly pillar. Chen Qingzhou wraps his arms around Lobingha's neck and gasps like a dying man being split open. It still hurts! <sighs> no technique. There was like a moment of tenderness in the middle of it, and then it's just pain. <laughs> Honestly, Lobingha should be using his blood parasites right now. I know! Relax him. Yeah. Get the pain out. Yeah. yeah. Lobingha asks, Sutan, is this all right? He's doing everything he can to restrain himself, even though he wants to just push right in. Sanjincho replies, it's fine. At that, Lobingha tightens his grip on his waist and moves more eagerly. Sanjincho's insides are crammed oh, full, no. and he wants to slam <laughs> his head into the wall, tears streaming down his face. When Lobingha sees him crying, he starts to cry too. So the both of oh them are crying. Oh my god. They're just crying. Sanjincho feels tears fall onto his cheeks and he's speechless. What the hell is Lobingha crying for? <laughs> Lobingha says in a trembling voice, I'm sorry. I hurt Sutan again. It's because this disciple is too stupid. Sanjincho doesn't even know how to reply. They're literally crying at each other. What kind of situation is this? Oh my god, this is so funny. So I'm like dying right now. It's like the worst I'm like my face is just it hurts from all the laughing. Oh, for real. Cho ignores his pain and kisses loving his eyes and cheeks. He says, "I'm fine. It doesn't hurt that much. Everyone's exper- everyone experiences moments in which they are less capable. Go on." He's like encouraging him. He's like, it's fine. Everything is fine. You're oh fine. God, he's so he's he's nice. so stupid. He's a fucking victim. <laughs> he doesn't realize. He doesn't realize. Lomingha says sadly, I'll pull out. Shenshincho thinks, absolutely not. If they stop right now, they'll end up with permanent mental trauma. A brief pain is better than that. Shenshincho decides to take the lead and pushes Lomingha down, sitting on top of him. This change in position causes him to plunge all the way down in one go. The tip feels like it's being pressed into his stomach, almost making him throw up. Oh no. That's not how it's supposed to feel, but okay, Sanjin Cho. Went in too hard, too fast. Sanjin Cho thinks that technically Lobing Hu didn't come last time, so it doesn't really count as losing his virginity. <laughs> That's not how that works, Sanjin Cho. Oh Holy fuck, you're so stupid. So <laughs> dumb. You're so stupid. This time, he's determined to help Lobing Hu get that far. He manages to sit up a little, and that movement causes Lobingha's pillar to hit a bundle of nerves that takes him by surprise. Okay, just anatomy lesson for everyone. <laughs> the bundle of nerves that he's talking about is like two inches in. It does not require 10 inches of heavenly mm-hmm. pillar, okay? No, it doesn't. But the pillar is so big that it's touching everything. Yeah. It's touching all the, it's touching oh everywhere. God, oh my God. <laughs> His arms go weak, and he collapses forward, and Lobingha catches him. Lobingha asks, Sutan, does it stop hurting when I touched there? Well, not only did it stop hurting, it felt really good. Senjinjo doesn't have the strength to move again, so Lobingha holds his <laughs> hips and lifts them up and down, aiming for that spot. Senjinjo can't hold back, and he gasps. Now that Lobingha found the key, 
he goes on the offensive. He has no technique, only knowing how to thrust madly, but he hits with a precision that strips Chen Cho's defenses. He can't stop groaning and gasping, and a milky white fluid exudes from his tip. But just then, there are noises from outside the bamboo house. His disciples have returned from their run? Chen Cho grabs Lobinghe's shoulder, trying to get off, but Lobinghe only holds him tighter, pushing him downwards. The thrust is so deep, Chen Cho opens his mouth to cry out, but Lobinghe covers his lips with his own mouth before he can make a sound. Senjinjo chokes down his sobs as tears stream down his face. Lobinghe doesn't stop moving. Even as they hear the disciples outside talking amongst themselves, Mingfan has noticed the hole in the roof and orders the others to go to Anding Peak to send over a repairman. Senjinjo is horrified that the disciples <laughs> will come closer to the house, or worse, bring even more people to do the repair. Thankfully, Ningying criticizes Mingfan, saying that everyone's too tired from running. They can deal with the repairs tomorrow. The disciples agree with her and they all leave to go to the dining hall. Ooh, close call. Now that they're gone, Lobinghe moves his mouth from Shenzhen Cho's lips, going down his chest to nibble on his nipple, not once stopping his ferocious thrusting. Shenzhen Cho can feel his body shifting, changing to finally accommodate Lobinghe's size. Suddenly, Lobinghe mutters, Shizen, I couldn't find you on the other side. Shenzhen Cho feels him trembling and is alarmed. Lobinghe says, the me over there had so many people at his side, but he didn't have you. Shizen, I searched for a long time, but I still couldn't find you. The reason I became like that, was it because I didn't have you? I, I don't want to become like that. Shen Qingqiu takes a deep breath and holds Lobinghe closer. Don't worry, you won't become like him. And your Shizen will never throw you away ever again. That's so sweet. Oh. That was some sweet. character development in the middle yeah, of sex. I know. And he's just like crying. Like everyone's just everyone's just crying. And he's like, and it, it's so sad that he was I, the mental image of him like being teleported to this alternate universe. And he's looking for the one he loves and he can't find him no matter where he goes because that person is literally dead. Mm. Dude, that's fucked. I would like to see a fic with that perspective right now. I've seen something yeah. similar, but it was um, Urha. It was, it was oh, from yeah. the Husky um, where where like something similar, like the good version got teleported into the bad world. And then yeah. he was like, what did I can't do? find the person? So sad. Yeah. Senjin Cho knows that demons have incredible stamina. And of course, male leads in fiction also have incredible stamina. But someone who has both demonic blood and is the male lead, Senjin Cho was not mentally prepared for this. By the time Lobinghe finally comes, Senjincho is in a daze, only coming back to his senses when he feels a flood of hot fluids spilling inside of him. At this point, he doesn't care about lack of condoms or cleaning up or whether or not it's okay to come inside him. He just wants to fucking sleep. <laughs> they don't have condoms in this world. Nope. <laughs> Lobinghe reluctantly pulls out and then bends down to relieve Senjincho too. But even after being jerked off and coming twice, Shen Qingqiu just wants to fucking go to sleep. At the end, Lo Binge asks how it was, and Shen Qingqiu replies, Awful. <laughs> but Lo Binge isn't sad, and he says happily, Ah, yes, it was awful. Unacceptably awful. Because it was simply awful, this disciple requests that his shizen assist him with further exploration. Well then, <laughs> well, the end of that chapter. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry if you weren't oh expecting this, this level of great up sex, bro. My God. We took a turn from like all the drama of the previous chapters. 
Yeah, it was just porn, porn semi plot. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was one paragraph of plot, just a single paragraph. There was some there was some tender character development. Oh man, there, yeah. Oh, man. It's funny though. I will say, like, we we keep going to these fan, we keep reading fan fiction because writers, especially like Western writers, uh, always have just way better sex. <laughs> way better. Yeah, they're more descriptive and detailed. Especially the really good ones. Yes, yes. And they understand anatomy better. They understand how oh gay sex works better. Yeah. <laughs> There's always like a huge range of fanfics that are like completely like fantasy, la la land, doesn't make any sense. It's just like, this guy is coming like 50 times. Wow. Yeah. Versus like the super hyper realistic, like there's preparation and there's like a lot of detail and the sex scenes are like literally like three chapters long. <laughs> like yes. It's just like, there's like a huge difference between huge difference. such a big range, but like. Everything's good. I love I love fanfic so much. <laughs> yes, this, this is exactly why we are obsessed with fanfic. We are yeah. a uh, Don May and fanfic Pretty podcast. much. This is now a fanfic podcast. So welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's move on to chapter mm-hmm. 23. And this is a different like side story. These are all episodic. Mm-hmm. This one's called Recalling yeah. an Experience of Fighting Succubi with Great Master Liu. So it's where <laughs> Luchinga uh is like the main character of this so this is my favorite oh i I love this one so much this is so good this is so so funny it's so funny this story takes place sometime after senshin cho has kicked lobinghe into the abyss so we're we're in a flashback senshin cho and luchinga are walking along a narrow mountain path but luchinga looks angry walking ahead of senshin cho and ignoring him senshin cho insists that he can take care of this request to deal with succubi on his own luchinga doesn't have to force himself to tag along but Luchinka replies that the last time he went on his own to take care of a request, he went missing for a whole month. So there's, I I love this intro because it kind of gives you an insight on what the fuck Shenqing Cho was up to during the Endless Abyss situation. Because in the original novel, they kind of like, oh yeah, Shenqing Cho was really sad. And then, and then the next chapter, like, and then they go into the the city with the, with the plague. So they don't, they don't, they kind yeah. of just like, gloss over like Shenqing Cho's adventures <laughs> while Lobingho is missing. And um, the story just only picks up after Lobingha returns. So this is like during the time when Lobingha is stuck in the abyss and Shenji Cho's kind of like sad about it, but he's still like a cultivator. So he still has to like go on missions and stuff, but he still has the without a cure thing. So Luchinga's uh-huh. always like worried about him and like scared that he's going to like die or go yes. missing. So he's always like bringing himself along, even though he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. I love that he brings himself yeah. along. Shenqing Cho insists that he's fine on his own, and even if his without a cure curse acts up, he can just return to Sangcheng Mountain for treatment. There's no need for Lu Chinga to chase after him. Lu Chinga replies that he's not chasing him. He was ordered by Yue Qingyuan to come too. Shenqing Cho replies that he's only looking out for him because he heard rumors that these succubi adore beautiful men who are full of vigor. <laughs> Lu Chinga will surely be their target. But Lu Chinga humps in dismissal when suddenly... A stream of enchanting songs begin to echo down the valley. The two of them find themselves at the entrance to a cave. There are ten pretty servant girls among the grass and flowers, all beautiful and young. They call out, Who are you, newcomers? Before Senshin Cho can reply, Luchinga unsheaths his sword and sends out two ferocious sword glares. The girls <laughs> shriek and run into the bushes. These poor succubi are still young and have never experienced such violent treatment. Immediately, they begin to cry. Shenqingzhou covers his ears from the wailing and says, Shidi, you have absolutely no idea how to treat women gently. Luchinga says irritatedly, There's no need to be gentle with monsters. Hurry up and fight, then we can go back. 
Suddenly, a voice comes from within the cave. These two immortal masters are so rude. Exactly how have my girls wronged you to warrant such an awful scare? A woman wearing green emerges from the cave. The girls cry out, Madame Mayin, this cultivator's scary. He's bullying us. He's just so stupid. He just fucking attacks immediately without yeah, asking any questions. Yeah, just, like, what the fuck? So random. He, he's like, uh, women, get out of here. Fight, fight them. Murder them. <laughs> Sanjito remembers Madame Mayin from the original novels. She was a powerful succubus who had an affair with Lobingha. Normally, Sanchincho avoids women that belong to Lobingha's harem, but he's okay making an exception in this case. Firstly, the old couple who requested his help were too heartbreaking to ignore. Their only son was bewitched by a succubus, and his soul was stolen away. Secondly, Madame Mayin has multiple lovers, and her affair with Lobingha was only a one-night stand. So, technically, she isn't a wife in his harem. This is when he was still avoiding all these women. He's just like, no, I can't fuck any girls ever. I yeah, can't talk to any yeah. girls. They all belong to Lobingha. Yeah, because Lobingha will take <laughs> revenge on me. Yeah. Luchinga has no interest in talking with women, and he turns his head away, ignoring her. Shenxingqiu coughs. <clears throat> My shitty isn't used to engaging with outsiders. Madame Mayin says, My girls here are young and ignorant. I apologize if they offended you. But we only just finished building this place, and what a greeting you've given us, collapsing the door so terribly. Shenxingqiu tries to be diplomatic. We didn't mean to damage your place of residence. Please excuse our rudeness. But we've come on behalf of the Huang family at the foot of the mountain. They wish for you to release young Master Huang. Madame Meiyin says, Oh, a young Master Huang? I've met so many young masters named Huang. If not ten, then at least eight or so. Which young Master Huang could these immortal masters be asking after? Luchinga sneers, Release them all. That will suffice. Madame Meiyin looks troubled. It's not that I don't want to release him, but... He himself insists on staying and won't go home. There's nothing <laughs> I can do about that. <laughs> Luchinga snorts. Senjincho says, even so, could you at least bring him here? We'll figure out the rest ourselves. Madame Mayin invites the two of them inside instead, then turns around and goes inside leisurely. Senjincho follows after her and whispers to Luchinga, she doesn't intend to bring him out, nor will she let us go. Shenxingxiu decides that in this situation, it's better to play along instead of starting a fight. They enter a large, flowery cavern. Twelve elegant maids stand in two lines with gentle smiles. Madame Mayin sits at the table and says that she sent for her young master Huang. So in the meantime, would the two of them like a drink? Shenxingxiu knows that no matter what he does, she'll try and pull a trick. So he agrees to drink, completely unconcerned. Madame Mayin pours them wine while gazing at Luchinga with a sultry expression. <laughs> But the more she looks, the more he ignores her, even rolling his eyes. Senchincho watches the two of them with excitement. Madame Meiyin has strong preferences for pretty boy faces, exactly like that of Luchinga and Lobingha. Now that she's interested in Luchinga, Senchincho is curious to see how he'll escape her demonic clutches. He's literally just watching and eating popcorn from the sidelines. Like, <laughs> once Madame Meiyin finds her target, she'll do everything she can harassing him remorselessly until she can pin him down and have her way with him. Shenqingqiu is criminally looking forward to what kind of face Luchinga will make. A few seconds later, Madame Mayan glances at Luchinga shyly and says, Does this one have a cultivation partner? <laughs> wow, how direct! No one has ever asked Luchinga such a question before. He looks shocked and dumbfounded, as if unsure he heard it right, and he glances at Shenqingqiu. 
Senshincho has never seen Luchinga look so outraged in disbelief. He feels a wave of hysterical laughter surging up, but he manages to keep a straight face, even though his hand trembles as he uses a fan to cover his mouth. He replies to Luchinga, No, he doesn't. Madame Mayin says, Why not? With such a striking appearance, how can it be that no woman has fallen for him? I don't believe it. <laughs> Senjincho nods. Hmm, I'm curious too. Truly, one of the ten great mysteries of the Songchang Mountain sect is, is Great Master Lu asexual? <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't care about women. <laughs> Lu Chinga says coldly, why hasn't the boy arrived yet? Madame Mayan says, please don't be impatient, mortal master. Perhaps young Master Huang isn't willing to come. If you're frustrated, how about I entertain you for a bit to help lift your spirits? Shen Qingzhou cheerfully agrees. Madame Mayan offers to do fortune telling, and Shen Qingzhou volunteers to get a reading done. He remembers from the original novel that Madame Mayan's fortune telling when it comes to love and marriage is always 100% accurate. Ah, that's where we leave off for this week. Next week, we're going to learn of Shen Qingzhou's fortune in love and marriage which is very very good gosh it's so good such a good <laughs> yeah. chapter fuck i love it so much i can't wait to, for us to get there it's, it's so funny oh it's so good you guys ah mm. this is also like where when i read this chapter i was like oh man it'd be really great if they ended up together i know this chapter so cemented by luchinga x shenching cho like headcanon mm -hmm. they're just like so good for each other and like they don't even understand so they don't good. know they're so dumb <sighs> man so so yeah fucking, it's, it's luchinga is such a good character that's like why in the original novel like that's why he, they killed him off so easily because he's so good and they were like no <laughs> so lobinga can't have anyone like counter him for protagonist energy so they had to like kill luchinga off but like He's so good. Bullshit. Yeah. Oh my god. Dumb author. Dumb author. Oh, so good. Let's talk about our off topics today. Yeah. Okay, let me pull mine up. Unless you want to go first. Yeah. I can go first. So mine is a scum villain fanfic. It's called Shattered Mind, Shattered Spirit by Skolo Mance fan. Mm -hmm. And it's uh mm -hmm. let me let me read you. The summary. Uh, Huanghua Palace punishes Senching Cho for his water prison escape attempt by sealing his mind. Under the strain, Senching Cho fractures, Sen Yuan is broken, and Xiao Zhou wakes up. So it's basically a story of how Senching Cho gets lobotomized. Um, uh. And it's <laughs> yeah, so he like loses his his entire self okay. and Lobingha regrets it majorly. But also Xiao Zhou comes into play. Okay. Um, here's a little excerpt from it. Sizen sat there, perfectly poised, the picture of elegant beauty. Dark eyelashes brushed his cheeks as he gazed demurely downward. His jade eyes were dull, with no spark of the life Binghe Sizen had. His still, slack face was almost lifeless. Sizen would obey any command without question or thought, a mindless slave. Oh no. Full of regret, Binghe had tried to remove the mark, the mark that, you know, lobotomized him. The Huanghua Palace Master had claimed the mark could be washed away and the seal removed, but it remained stark and indelible despite being his best efforts. Oh, it's so, so sad. the yeah. So the way that it starts off with um yeah, so they lobotomize him. They they put this like um seal, this like mind sealing seal uh -huh. on his 
uh, forehead and something kind of went wrong with it because Sen Yuan wasn't really supposed to be in that body anyway. So what ended up happening is it completely like shut Sen Yuan's personality down up. completely. Like yeah, it just like almost deleted, deleted him. Yeah, deleted him. And in fact, when Lo Binghe went to go investigate his mindscape, his dreamscape, um, Senshin Cho's like mind, it used to be a luscious bamboo forest, right? Like just like in the novel, uh-huh. it had been burnt down. Inside of his mind, it was just an empty, burnt to a crisp mountainside. Oof. He completely destroyed his mind. And so what ended up happening is now there's this like lifeless zombie person who walks around Huanghua Palace not really existing he just kind of just just Aww. drifts around and lobingha is super distressed by this and then it changes perspective to shaojo's perspective shaojo is the original senshin cho without any of the memories past the cho manor mm-hmm. and so he's still a child he doesn't know how to read he doesn't know anything about cultivation he knows that lobingha is his new master and that he like isn't being beaten at all every day so this is probably a better situation than the Cho Manor he, he's still not really there like I feel like both of them are on loading standby so Xiaojo just kind of like is this like 10% of a person and Sen Yuan lives inside of his head a guardian angel with no personality mm. and he'll do things like Aww. teach Xiaojo how to read or protect Xiaojo when there's like uncomfortable situations so Xiaojo can just retreat into his mind right. so it's this like relationship that's like developing between the two of them oh, as like so interesting. a protector yeah. and sweet sweet boy like sweet like innocent boy and the whole time like Lo Binghe is just trying to do all this research to try and bring back Senshin Cho and fix him and stuff fix him. and then the Songchao Mountain delegation comes and is like where is Senshin Cho we want to see how you're treating him and make sure you're treating him right when he comes to meet them they notice like he's basically just oh. brain dead this like floating person and Yue Chun Yan is crying and holding Senshin Cho's hand and being like Xiaojo, it's me, Chiga, it's uh-huh. Chiga, please, are you okay? And, uh, and that's when Xiaojo suddenly perks up and he's like, Chiga? Wait, Chiga, you came for me, take me with oh, you. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God, it's it's a, it's a so beautiful. So the entire Songchao Mountain is like, we're taking him with us because yeah. we have Wu Fan and we can probably heal him. Like, his yeah. brain is completely destroyed. Like, we know what this mind-sealing thing is. Luo Binghe is desperate, so he relents. Now, then it changes into kind of like a fix-it fic where Sen Cho is now living on Songchao Mountain, just slowly like regaining his autonomy, mm-hmm. everyone taking care of him and doting on him, and Sen Yuan becoming more conscious as well over time. Sen Yuan slowly realizes that he super duper loves Lo Binghe. Like he wants mm-hmm. Lo Binghe to be okay. And Sen, Shen Zhou realizes that he loves Yue Qing Yuan. And so there's a lot of like ah, Yue Qing Yuan. Closure. And yeah, it's great. It's great closure. So Yue Qing Yuan and Xiao Zhou are together, but like Sen Yuan's still living in his mind and being like, I, I don't like, I don't want to be with Yue Qing Yuan. I want to be with with Lo Binghe. Mm-hmm. They never had the chance to use the sundew mushroom body. Sen Yuan comes up with the idea of summoning the mushroom body, putting his own soul in there, and then that way Xiao Zhou can have the Sen Qing Chou body and Sen Yuan can have the mushroom body. Uh, nice. And so he ends up doing that and they separate. And But then like Sen Yuan still has to 
adapt to the mushroom body and adapt to himself and come to terms with his feelings for Luo Binghe. And Luo Binghe hears about how Shen Qingcho and Yue Qingyan are cultivation partners now and he's so upset and he doesn't realize that like Shen Yun oh. had separated the bodies. And so he just like is just depressed, so sad and depressed. Um, and Shen Yun finally seeks him out and like tells him how he feels and you know it ends up with like a nice like ending. And it talks about how the bamboo forest is finally back and has grown and is all lush Aww. yeah it's a good fic it starts good, that's angst. good. that sounds really good yeah. i would love to read that one yeah <laughs> yeah and then it like has so much healing we love a good healing fic okay uh i am back on my space au bullshit let's go i'm reading this one it was called the terminus of gravity by the author feral hypertext it's marazushi <laughs> space au it's this one was really good and so the way that this is set up is, is a series of present time and then flashbacks. And in the present, we see that Lanjan is on a journey. He's like prepping up his like space shuttle to fly to like a different planetary system. Like they're all in the planetary system. Basically, like the Lan clan is a planet. The Yunming Jiang clan is like a planet. So all the different um, clans in the um like the uh, canon text are like mm-hmm. different planet systems. And um, we see that Lanjan basically, there was like a big sunshot campaign war with the Wens when their planet was trying to like take all the resources from the, all the other planets. Um, and th- it resulted in a war in which the Wen planet got destroyed and blew up. And all the re- mm. resulting like planet bits, asteroid blitz, like kind of like fucked up the moon systems and the other planets around it. It was like of the gravitational pull. So, like, the entire planetary system is, like, healing from a big war. And Lanjan is on um, the way to a completely, like, different planetary system, like, outside of their, out of their solar system. And then it flashes back to the first time he meets Wei Ying uh, when when they're at school. And basically, Wei Ying is, like, trying to, like, it's, like, after hours. And Wei Ying is trying to reprogram, like, steal a space shuttle to go to um, the moon in the in uh, in the cloud recesses where mm. so the cl- the cloud recesses has a single moon which is basically the oh god what's the name of it Kai Kai town is like a moon and it's like full of like lush yeah. it's like full of trading it's full of lush resources it's like ha- ha- um habitable um and they have they're like famous for their wine and stuff so Wang is trying to like it's like the first day of the first night before school starts and he's like trying to sneak into a spatial for like an illegal trip to a to, to the moon off the planet so that he can like explore kai before he like school starts and lanjan like catches him he's like hmm. what are you doing that's you're you're not allowed to do that you come with me you're gonna get disciplined and lanjan's like nope too late and he like pulls him in and lanjan and wing end up like the space shuttle is already like launching and he has to like strap in and they're like yeah we're, we're i guess we're going to go to kai moon this is awesome aren't you excited this is gonna be so much fun and lanjan's like oh fuck i am in trouble <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get like my uncle's gonna punish me like we should not be doing this they have oh log God. records of when these shuttles go out like we're against so much <laughs> shit but then they end up having like a really fun time Aww. and um this is like when, when this is when lanjan like starts falling in love with wang because he's like he's like he's just he's full of life and he like wants to do like he's so used to like everyone being like so strict and like boring and like following the rules and like this is the first time he's met someone who is like you know doing whatever he wants to do but he's also like really really smart and like so like Wang is like falling in love with him like from the yeah. beginning of school very similar to like the canon um and then 
like and then it goes into a flashback of like after the war ends um weighing is actually like a fugitive and he's like wanted by everyone because he made everyone thinks that he made the 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 bomb oh. or the weapon that blew up the oh. one planet and so all those planet bits that like like drifted into the other planets and like caused like like literally like people's like um like a whole whole moons have gotten destroyed because like the gravitational pull caused them to col- co- yeah. collide with each other and so there's just like a shit ton of like space debris and like asteroids and p- chunk chunks of planet just like drifting through space um causing like collisions with Damn. other planets and and that's like a lot of um like d- destruction and so everyone blames it on weighing for destroying the in- entire planet even though it like stopped the war because it's like well there's all these damages you have mm. to own up for it and also like you invented this fucking like really um dis- like destructive uh weapon like we want ownership over that so there's like a whole he's like in hiding so he's going from like planet to planet just like hiding himself and he's also has uh, also right before the- he destroyed the planet he warned all the people on the planet that something terrible is going to happen and they need to ev- they need to uh leave the planet immediately and not everyone believed him so the people who were stuck on the planet when the bomb exploded like they just died but the few people he was able to convince like he's taken shelter over them he like bought a colon a colonization spaceship and like has been on the run with that entire colony like for ever since the war ended um but it's not in good shape because like it's a really old ship and he's like he's not allowed to like go to a repair shop and buy stuff so he's doing like you know black market stuff um, but Lanjan is uh, been in charge of like fixing broken technology on different like planets and moons ever since like the war ended because he, he just wants to help people. So he's been like trying to like help s- societies like mm-hmm. gain control over themselves again and like fix the destruction. And he runs he sees he sees Wang's ship on the dock leaving mm. as he's landing. And he's like he's like, oh, oh, my God, I just missed him. Um, but um, Wang had seen Lanjan's ship coming, <gasps> so he left him a little. He he left him a little uh, okay. a, a a box, and the box has a voice memo in it, and it's just Lanjan Wang. It's like I don't I don't know if you're even gonna see this. Like I don't know why I'm doing this. This is completely unsafe for me. Like I I hope you don't turn me in. Like please, dear God, don't turn me in. But I'm uh, I I just miss you so much, and I really want to talk to you. But it's a one way message, so Lanjan can't talk to him. But Wang's like. If you if you if you actually listen to the end of this voice recording, here's a set of coordinates, and it's so it's a set of coordinates, and then Lanjan follows it, but it's basically a piece of rock in the in the middle of space, and Wang is not there. But on the piece of rock, he finds what the fuck? another voice recording. So, yeah, but but Lanjan is like, I can't keep following these voice recordings. I have a duty to go like help the people. So instead of following the voice recording, he goes back. But like later on, he listens to it and then he hears the new coordinate. So like basically over a series of years, he finds a re- he goes to the coordinates, finds a recording and then goes help the people around him. And then he goes to those coordinates, which goes to another coordinate. So it's like a series of like voice Wayne. memos to coordinates to coordinates. And like, I know, but Wang is because he's afraid of Lanjan to like talking. He's like afraid of like um talking to him or like he's afraid that Lanjan is going to like arrest him or whatever like has bad intentions but but he still has hope so he's like 
just leaving him like a trail of of weight. And like, and, and the entire time, Lanjan is like listening to the re- these recordings like hours and hours, like sleeping, listening to them because this is like the only connection to Wei he still has because he's like in it's like missing. He hasn't seen him in years. And then one day he gets a recording that's Lanjan. This one's I I need your help. Like, I need you to come here immediately. I need your help, please. Like, I'm begging you. This is probably really stupid, but I, I really need your help. So Lanjan goes immediately. And when he he, fi- he finally sees Weighing for the first time in years. But Weighing is like, he's like, mm. he's like skinny. He's like malnutritioned. Mm. And he's like, and, but the reason Weighing um, asked him to come is because um, Ayuan is sick. And he has, like, they don't have the resources to take care of him or like to heal him and he's like begging Lanjan like I, I I need you to take Ayuan back I need you to I need you to get him help so literally Lanjan only sees him for like like 10 minutes and then he takes Ayuan and takes him back to the cloud recesses yeah. to heal him and then he ends up like adopting him this is it's very similar to the canon like he ends up like he 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 loses like, Ayuan loses his memory and um, he does. He can't reveal that he's like a Wen because like the Wen still have like a terrible reputation in the galaxy. So he adopts him as like his ward, and like he grows up. And so, and then like more of this uh-huh. happens, like years of years of them. But like, but this time, like Weying knows that Lanjan isn't out to like betray him. Like he's not going to like turn him in. He's not going to like uh do like he's not like a bounty hunter. He is helping him. So um, eventually they uh he. Um, Weighing finds like a colony in another um in another like planet system. But he has to like go he has to like go through a wormhole to like find another planet. And he gives Lanjan the coordinates and he's basically like, like this is if you if you if if you want to be together with me, like this is permanent. Like we're this is like a complete like once there's like no return once you go here. And Lanjan decides to go, and then they like they I don't know they get together. It's beautiful. It's so it's so emotional. Like when they're finally together, because Lanjan has been just like chasing after these voice recordings over years, only knowing Wang through one way without being able to talk to him back. And 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 Wang still like believes that like Lanjan is like fundamentally a good person. Like he he still he he wants to help the these the Wen people who have like lost their entire planet. They they've lost their like sense of like being. And he I don't know. It's it's so good. It's so good. It's like it's it perfectly follows the canon if Lanjan decided to go to yeah. the Bureau Mounds with Weying instead of like abandoning oh. him. So it's a little bit of like a fix it for like that situation, but like in space. Oh my god, it's this emotional roller coaster. But also, weighing being a fucking scavenger hunt asshole. Yeah, he's like just a scavenger, just like leaving voice recordings. His like ship is like falling apart. Like, <laughs> but he's like so smart. He's like he's able to like reverse engineer things to like make things work. But there, he's finally like, okay, no, we have to like settle somewhere. We can't keep keep going on the run. Like, this is like not this is not safe for oh us. Oh my god! So, yeah, he he figures out a way to travel through a wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking dope. Ah, oh, so good. I love him. Yeah. All right, let's talk about our Patreon. Every yeah. week, we like to thank our student here. So, uh, let's see. Big thanks to Nutella Chew. 
Thank you, Mango Steens. Thank you, Owl. Thank you, Faceboy23. Thank you, Kida. Thank you, Little Princess Shy. Thank you, Dumb Hummus and his White Cheddar Cheesin. And thank you, Rob. Thank you so much for being our top tier patrons. We couldn't get this show done without you. Really appreciate your support. Yeah. And if you guys want to leave us comments so we can read them every week, that would be awesome. I know that we've been uh, posting less episodes because we've been busy, but we're we're working on it. We're We're still working on our podcast. It's still (laughs) a passion project. But uh, we appreciate everyone's like understanding. Yeah. And make sure. (laughs) Oh, I also saw that we got a new patron from like a different country. Oh, di- from a different country? I didn't even notice it was a different country. Yeah, like from like the Netherlands or something. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I was like, because because their their um their charge was in a different. It was not like USD. <laughs> it was like DPP, and I was like, what is DPP currency? Oh, yeah, what is that? And it it was DKK. DKK. That's what it was. I was like. I knew there was a D in there. <laughs> yeah. So that is what is DKK in the Danish krone. Wow, that's cool. Cool. <laughs> All right, you have a quote for today? I underlined it. Yeah, you did. You underlined it. Let me go look for it. And remember, as Binga said, or perhaps Shizen actually likes it when it hurts. Even if that's the case, this disciple guarantees that he could satisfy you. (laughs) (laughs) Bingmei doesn't know what to do. Doesn't. We gotta go with Binga. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. See you next week. Bye.